Amen. My name is John, and uh, I am, along with my wife Kristen, we're the pastors here, and we're glad you're here on uh, this Sunday, 10.30 a.m. service. I want to say uh, congratulations to the Sweetmans. They have a new addition to their family, and that sweetheart is here today as well. So glad you're Come on, let's welcome the new addition today. Glad you're here. Awesome. Before I uh, dive into the message today, I want to uh, let you know what's going to be going on uh, around here over the next several months. Uh, as we enter into summertime, we have a, a new theme. We thought about it a lot. We put a lot of thought into it. And uh, so for our summertime, we're going to call it uh, Summertime at the Hills. So, See, you don't, you don't get that kind of creativity everywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, summertime is something we celebrate here at the Hills, uh, and it's a good time for you to spend some time with family. Uh, we encourage every single person to take a vacation. Um, I, I, I went to a church where for a long time where you better not take a vacation, you know, but we encourage you to take a vacation. Matter of fact, uh, it is one of our customs every year for the July 4th weekend we, take, we don't even have services here. We encourage everybody to go spend time with your family. And so uh, I want to encourage you, take a vacation. Go have fun. Enjoy your family. Enjoy. Get some rest. Hey, man, how many need some rest? Are you ready for it? Get you some rest. But when you're in, in town, come to church. Be here because we want you to have fun with your family, but we're also going to make it really fun here at the Hills. Uh, every, every Sunday this summer, we're going to have special treats and special events going on. So it's going to be fun. If you have family in town, make sure they come. Uh, it's going to be great stuff for the treats for the adults and for the kids. It's going to be going on all summer, beginning Memorial Day. Another thing that we're, that we're announcing today is that with Summertime at the Hills is going to be a new summertime schedule. Beginning Memorial Day, we will have 9.30 service and 11 a.m. service. 9.30 and 11, okay? So we're going to let you sleep in a little bit. And here's what I love about 9.30 and 11. Nobody gets to go to the service they went to. Everybody got to change, all right? So it's going to be fun. So mark your calendars for Memorial Day weekend. We will be having two services, 9.30 and 11. When are they? And 11, and then, uh, and then for the rest of the summer, that is where we will be, all right? You ready for that? Not next Sunday, all right? Don't be showing up at 9.30 next Sunday, because you're going to be late or early, okay? So make sure that you are, or make sure you're, uh, but put that in your calendar. I'm excited about that. I want to uh, dive into our message today. Uh, let me just tell you this. Uh, man, Jesus showed up at our 9 a.m. service today. You know, he's always here, right? Amen? Everywhere we go, he's there. But how many know there's a difference in him being there and then him being there? You know, there's a difference in, in the presence of God and what we call the manifest presence of God, that you can feel the presence. It's like we talked about it for several weeks where he leans down and kind of breathes on you and lets you know I'm here. Well, man, it happened in our 9 a.m. service, and, and I'm just believing for the same thing here today. Come on, how many are ready for that today? Amen? Great. Well, we're in the second, uh, the second uh, uh, message, the second Sunday of a series that we're calling Now What? Everybody look at your neighbor and just say, Now What? <clears throat> we're talking about those moments 
either after good things or bad things that you just stop and go, okay, now what? Something maybe you've prayed for for a long time or you've longed for for a long time and it happens. And then it's like, okay, now what? We talked about last week, graduates are going to face it and divorcees face it. And and you walk through grief and you get a new job and it's these now what moments. Some of you are walking through a now what moment right now. If that's you, just give me a good head nod. It's a now what moment. And if you're not walking through a now what moment, just wait a little while and you will be. It's like the weather in Nashville. If you don't like it, hang out. It'll change. And if you like it, hang out. It'll change. Either way, it's going to shift. That's what happened. Now what moments happen in our life? And we all find ourselves needing to recalibrate after tragedy or after triumph. And last week, we discussed the fact that the disciples are the epitome of being in a now what moment after the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In three days, think about the most powerful three days in the history of the universe. Matter of fact, I believe the most powerful three days in all of eternity happened right here. Everything faced, everything here came to there and everything there came from that. These three days where the disciples faced the greatest tragedy that you can face, watching their Messiah be mutilated and massacred on a tree, and then three days later, he's alive. So you got the greatest tragedy and the greatest triumph within three days. And then there's this, now what? And I will tell you right now, they did not handle it well. And most of you know this. If you were here last week, we talked about it a little bit. Here's how they handled their now what moment. They, they deserted him, they doubted him, and they denied him. Anybody ever done one of those things? Anybody ever done all three of those things? And that was just this morning, right? Look at what the scripture says in Mark 14 and 50. This is after they've taken him in the garden and they, then they, speaking of the disciples, they all forsook him and fled. That word all in the original Greek means all, okay? All. If you get like deep into the Latin, it's everybody, okay? So just... Every single one of them forsook him and fled. So if you're taking notes, write this down. All of the disciples deserted him. They left him. They scattered. The very men that he had spent three and a half years with, they had watched him perform miracles, opening blind eyes. The lame walked. The dead came back to life. The very disciples that he brought down revelations from heaven and put it in parables so that they could understand it. And now the very ones that he spent these three and a half years with are just gone, deserted him. And yet what we talked about last week is the fact that they deserted him did not discredit them from being disciples. When they ran off, he did not uncheck a mark and say, okay, you're no longer a disciple anymore because you deserted me. He did not stop coming to them. He keeps showing back up. The disciples deserted him. Thomas doubted him. Anybody ever doubted Jesus? No, not me. You a lie. (laughs) We've all doubted him. And some reason we think that that disqualifies us from 
Ain't God doing anything in our life? And yet it did not, it did not disqualify Thomas from being a disciple. As a matter of fact, we, we've learned this, that Jesus made a special trip to show back up to Thomas. He shows up and all the disciples there except for Thomas. And so what does Jesus do? He waits eight days later when Thomas shows back up and he appears to him. Your doubt doesn't discredit you from God doing things in your life. That should have been more rights than that. (laughs) Peter denied him. He denied him. And Jesus told him, he said, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows in the morning. And Peter said, no, 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 not me. I will die with you. And he proved it, didn't he? He grabbed a soldier's sword and he took off a soldier's ear. He wasn't aiming for his ear. He was trying to split his skull wide open is what he was doing. He, he was ready, but what Jesus knew is you can't die for someone that you're not willing to live for. And he had these three chances. Three chances. You're one of them. I, I'm, not, I'm not one of them. Oh, I saw you with Jesus. No, 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 no. I, I, what, me? I can tell by your language you want him. I do not know that beep, 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 man. That's what the scripture says he did. He cursed. I do not know of it. Just throw whatever you want in the beeps, okay? I don't know him. So bad. How many of you have a guest sitting beside you right now? Raise your hand. Would you, just, would you just apologize to them? Say, I want to apologize right now for that rooster crow. Oh, dear Lord. As soon as he denies in the rooster crows, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Because how many of you ever said to yourself, I'm going to stay strong? And then you, you just like, Right? You know what I'm talking about? It's like deflated balloon. Like, ah, I just did it. Well, can you imagine you saying, I'm going to stay strong, and Jesus saying, no, you're not. (laughs) And then you don't. I mean, that's just added, isn't it? The doubt that he must have felt. And yet, look at this scripture, Mark 16 and 6, when the angel appears to the women. He said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place that they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. And Peter. Go tell the guys. Okay, I want you to go tell my guys that I'm alive and I want to go to Galilee. I'm going to be waiting for them there, okay? Can you handle it, ladies? Let's go. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Make sure you tell my boy Peter. Do you love that? He wanted to make sure that this fellow that you know was down on himself. Matter of fact, the scripture says that even after they knew Jesus was alive, Peter said, I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. I'm going back to my old way of life. And yet Jesus wanted him to know, I'm coming for you, boy. I'm coming for you, boy. You can't outrun me. You can't deny me enough. You can't desert me enough. You can't doubt me enough to, for it to discredit you 
from doing what I've called you to do. Anybody read that? Anybody receive that word right there today? Amen. Y'all don't want it? I receive it from myself. I take it, pull it right in here. Put it in the pockets everywhere. Just all of it. This morning, as I was praying, Kristen and I got a little break. Um, took a little break. Went down to Florida for about five days. It was so nice. And here's what I found out. I don't relax till day four, okay? <laughs> we came back on day five. So that's kind of how that works for me. But it was great because it was God. It was time for us just to get away. We enjoyed time with each other and, and we got to rest. But God spoke to us there. God spoke very clearly to us. And I've got, I've got journals of things that God was able to just speak and give clarity and, and things for where we are as a church right now and where we're going. Just, it, was, it was an amazing time. But here's the one thing I felt uh, this last week as I prepared uh, for this Sunday. And I felt it again this morning as I was sitting in my office with my worship music playing and my candles lit and the lights turned low and, and just praying for today. I felt the Holy Spirit speak very clearly. And he said, there's going to be people in all three services that feel like they've gone too far. They've done too much that obviously that I have forgotten about them and I don't have a place for them. Well, I'm telling you right now, that's a lie of the enemy. Hear me. You hear what I'm saying? And right now, say, well, not me. There's somebody else. No, no, no. I'm talking to you because right here, right now, I could have people stand up that have done worse than you've done and they know that the calling of God is still on their life. I need those people that have done worse than they've done and God's calling us in your life to shout amen. amen. They deserted him. They doubted him. They denied him. And he kept showing up. He didn't just show up one time. He kept showing up. Look at what the scripture says, Acts in 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days, everybody say 40 days, after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. 40 days. He kept showing up to the very ones who deserted it, doubted, and denied it. And he just kept showing up. Paul says this, Paul reiterates this in 1 Corinthians 15 and 3. Paul says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. Verse 5, he was seen by Peter, then by the 12. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by the apostles. He just keeps showing up for 40 days. He waits till Thomas is there. He waits till, till the disciples. He waits till 500 of them got together. Bling, I'm here. He just keeps showing up. Look at your, your neighbor. Your, maybe your, I would ask you to do that one time. So look at your second favorite neighbor. Look at them and just say, sorry I didn't pick you first, but here we go. Look at, look at them. Do this for me. Look at me. Look at them and go, wow. Come on, not why. Why? That's for y'all. 
Why would he keep showing up? I'm going to tell, I'm so glad you asked your neighbor. But I'm going to tell you why. Because he wants to be right smack dab in the middle of your now what? Your now what does not scare him. Your questions do not frighten him. Your unbelief does not bother him, all right? The fact that you deserted and deny him, that does not mess with his brain. He wants to be right in the middle of your now what, no matter what your now what looks like. Your now what doesn't have to be perfect and all faith-filled. It can be, ah, and he wants to show up right in the middle of it. And here's what I believe. If he wants to be there so bad, he must know that we need him there so bad. Write that one down. You need to remember that. If he wants to be there so bad, he must have this idea that we need him there so bad. You know how it is when you're raising your kids, you have those moments of where they want to be independent, you know. I got this. You know, I got it. And you want to kind of let them have it, whether they're three or 21. Like, I got it, okay. I got this. And there's, there's this party that you want to go, okay. Go on, 17-year-old. All right, you got this. Right? But then sometimes as a parent, you're like, I don't care what you say. You need me in this situation right now, okay? Right? Daddy's showing up now, okay? Mama is here right now. I don't care if you want me or not. That's how I see him doing it. It's like, okay, y'all got it? Go ahead on. But there's something about it that says, ah, but y'all really need me so bad. And he just keeps showing back up in these situations because he knows how bad his children need him in the middle of this situation. How many want him right in the middle of your now what? How about the rest of y'all? Y'all just ready to go eat? Come on, how many want him? If I don't raise my hand, he'll let us go early. No, I preach longer, okay? Come on, how many want him in the middle of your now what? Raise your hand. I want him right here. Here's how you get him, okay? And uh, we talked about two of these last week. You can go back and listen to him. Number one, you need to acknowledge him. First of all, acknowledge him. Proverbs says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. If you want him to give you guidance, you have to acknowledge him. You have to say, I see you. I'm looking for you. I'm, I'm acknowledging you in all my ways. So in, 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 in tragedy, when, there's no way, when people are asking, how could a good God allow this to happen? And they're cursing him. and ah, That's where you look for him, okay? I don't like that this happened either, but I see you, right? Oh, I see you there. Okay, I see how the gospel is going to be preached here. I see how restoration is going to happen. I see redemption happening. I see you. That's acknowledging him. And then in your triumph, when something great happens, come on, that's not the time for you to go, I did this, look at me, I am awesome. Isn't it amazing how in tragedy you're like, God, please come. And in triumph, it's like, uh-huh, did it. I can thank me for that. No, that's the time. That's the time when you hit the triumph and you hit the milestone. That's the time to go, I see you in this too. I know I would never be here right here if it wasn't for you doing what you did back there. Amen? Oh, that's good. Somebody write that one down. That's a really good one. Nah, don't write that down. It wasn't that good. Secondly, invite him. If you want him in the middle of your now what, you have to invite him. Come on in. He can invade, but he likes to be invited. Okay, come on. Come here. Revelations 3.20. I look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. God, I love this. He can show up as a father. He can show up as a Messiah. He can show up as a conqueror. But what he likes to do is knock, knock. Well, Jesus Christ. Come on in here. 
And he comes, he sits down, enjoys a meal, and shares with you, hey, let's, how about if we went this way? What if we did? Don't you like that, Jesus? I like to picture Jesus. Acknowledge him, invite him, and here's one. Ask him. Ask him. Matthew 7 and 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be opened. You ever notice that that scripture is ask, A, see it? Ask, S, seek, not K. Come on now. You, again, you don't get that kind of stuff at every church. That's some depth. We have a whole research team just working on those kind of things. They don't work a lot, but they work on these kind of things. Have you asked him? I want to ask you that. Listen to me. In the middle of your now what, have you just stopped and said, Father, friend, Daddy, would you please? Would, can I get some help here? Can I, get a little, can I get a little help here? Look at me. Have you prayed? Here's what I found. When you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. That's good. You need to write that one down. When you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. And we all know how to pray. Well, I really don't. Oh, I bet you do when that car crosses the line. You're, Jesus! Right? I hope that's what you say. We all know how to pray. When times get tough, God, if you'll just get me out of this situation. If you just help me get that. We all know how to pray. So I'm going to ask you, very simple, have you prayed? Have you talked to your father and friend? And if you haven't, then start there. But I don't know what to do. Ask the Father in heaven who knows all things what to do. Now, I know you've talked to other people. I just can't believe how bad life is. It's so hard. Right? It's so tough. I don't know what I'm going to do. They won't do their part of the job. I got to do my part of the job. Just, can I get a coffee with you? Why? I need to talk about what's going on. And we just schedule all this time talking to people and venting on social media. This stuff. Right? Just throwing our stuff all over the place. And yet there he is, the very one who can help you with anything you're walking through. There's an old song that says, now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Anybody remember that song? Y'all want to sing it? Maybe next week, okay. She doesn't know it, I don't think. Do you? You know it? <laughs> Did y'all hear then you know she said, please don't, Pastor. <laughs> she does know it. I don't know that she wants to play it. Look at Philippians 4 and 6. Now look, before you bring it up, hold up. Take it off. Ah, they already read it. Leave it up there. Look, I'd love to give you more in-depth on this scripture. I'd love to just break it down for you. But the first two lines are everything you need to know. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I mean, is that just boiled down as you can get? 
Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He has done. Here we go. Then, then, I say then, after you've done what you know to do, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. How many need your emotions and your mind to be guarded? Right? How do I get it? The peace of God. And how do I get the peace of God? Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Ask Him for what you need. Thank Him for what He's done. Come on. It's really simple, y'all. I was playing golf with Evan. Evan, I can't get the boys to golf yet. Their basketball is still their world. Uh, but I, I was playing golf with Evan a, a few months back, and uh, he parted a hole. He parted, and he doesn't even really play. And I'm like, come on, man. I looked at him. I said, Evan, it's just like basketball. It's an easy game. And he goes, no, Dad, it's not easy. It's simple. I'm like, well, look at you preaching to Daddy <laughs> on the second green. It's true, isn't it? The walk with God is not always easy, but it's simple. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Ask Him for what you need. Thank Him for what He's done. And then the peace of God shows up. John 16, 13, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but He will tell you what He's heard, and He will tell you about the future. Listen to me. God does not want to hide his will from us. I think we think that God's will is this ethereal thing that nobody can ever figure out, and all of a sudden you, oh, there it is. No, he wants to, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He wants to do it, but it does take us asking, it does take us seeking. Come on, there's something about that. You know, God could just give it to us, right? But there's something about seeking. You know what seeking does? It tells us that we, it tells him we have a desire for it. I really, really want this. And then the knocking, just the persistence. Just knocking, you know? I, I, I hate sales. I hate anything to do with sales. People think because of my personality, I'd be, you'd be a great salesman. No, because I hate rejection, okay? I don't like sales. Don't want to do it. I mean, when we were little, they were like, you got to sell these chocolate bars for the elementary school. Okay, how do I do this? you got to go door to door. Oh, dear God, I just want to just stop school altogether. <laughs> right? I'm here with me. And, and I, I would, I, so here's what I'd do. I'd walk up to a door. I was like, they're not here. <laughs> how many of you do that with God? Hey, oh, he's not, he's not listening. Come on. And there's parables that he talks about the little lady that went to the judge, and the judge said, Nah, no, we're not gonna not, no, not do it. She goes back to him, not gonna do it. Going back to him, not gonna do it. Finally, he goes, Okay, here you go. About the friend that was asleep at night, and his. Other friend comes to his door, knocking on his door. Wake up. Man, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Get up. I'm not getting up. Get up. I'm not getting up. Okay, what do you want? There's something about that asking, seeking, and just a persistent knocking that God just goes, you know what? I don't even necessarily like you, but I'm going to give you what you want. 
Come on, I encourage you today. Say this with me. He wants to help me. Come on, say it like you believe it. He wants to help me. Look at this. This may be one of my favorite new passages of Scripture. Psalms 32 and 8. And the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life, and I will advise you and watch over you. He wants to speak to you. And I love this. He'll speak to you in the way that you need to hear him. I don't don't know if I can hear from God. Okay, I know you're asking, are you listening? Listen to what I'm saying. Prayer is not, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. Then it's like, there's got to be a moment. Put some, budget some time in your devotional where you just listen. Okay, I've prayed, I've worshiped, I've asked. Now, what do you say in Holy Spirit? What are you saying? And it could be the reason that you're not hearing Him is you're too far from Him. You hear what I'm saying? Do y'all remember Easter? Are you doing good? You all right? Okay. Do you remember Easter? Like we used to do Easter plays. You ever heard did an Easter play? Or I think since it's Cinco de Mayo, Easter cantata, okay? That may be Italian, I don't know. But I remember, you know, like here we, in Mississippi, we had these little bathrobes, you know, and these little 12-year-old Mississippi hicks talking like this, like the disciples and scratchy beards, and it was just, just bad. But we would always illustrate the Lord's Supper, you know, the, the Last Supper that the Lord's having. And there was all these, this moment where Judas, you know, is going to betray him. And, and you got Peter on the other side of the table that yells out, Hey, Jesus, which one's going to betray you? And Jesus would go, The one who puts the bread in the cup with me. And immediately Judas was like dipping the bread in the cup. Like, you're so dumb. If you heard that, why wouldn't you just go, I'm not dipping now. I'll do it later, like behind my back. It's not now, right? But if you read that passage, that's only found in the book of John. John wrote that. That's not found in any of the Gospels. And if you read it this way, it's this way. The Scripture says John was laying on the chest of Jesus. And Peter says to John, ask him. Which one's going to betray him? And John, laying on the chest of Jesus, says, Lord, who will betray you? And Jesus says to him who's on his chest, the one who dips the bread with me. And then, without Judas hearing that, they dip the bread. You see, when you're close to him, you hear things that no one else hears. There's some things he'll speak to everybody, but there's some revelation that he only speaks to those that are really close to his heart. The ones that are laying on his chest, they hear his heart beating. and He pulls the three away from the 12. I'm going to share some revelation with you guys with the rest of them. I don't know about you, but I, I don't want him to have to yell at me. I don't want thunder and lightning and shofars and trumpets and what? I just want him to be able to say, hey, there's one passage that says he will guide you with his eyes. You know what that is, right? You know, you've been guided with your eyes before. When your wife looks at you, hey, that's Jeff. <laughs> or your kids get this. Y'all know what I mean, right? That's the kind of relationship he wants with us. He wants just a, a whisper, 
just a little snap, pat. This is some of the stuff the Lord spoke to us during our little break. And God also talked to us about becoming a house of prayer. We will be a praying church. We will be a praying church. Because that's what he said, my house will be called a house of prayer. So I want to encourage you today, if you're in the middle of a now what, start with what you know to do. Pray. Ask, seek, knock, believing that he wants to give you what you're asking for. How many receive this word today? You receive? I do. I take it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to keep your eyes open. Typically, at the end of our service, I'll have you close your eyes and we give folks a little privacy. But here's what I want to do. I have a reason for this. We're going to end the service a little different today. I want to see the hands of those of you right now that are in the middle of a now what moment. Raise your hand. Up high. Okay, now I want all of you to look around. Because it's easy. Come on, put your hand down. It's easy for the enemy to say, you're the only one because you're stupid and you're dumb and you've discredited yourself and that's why you're in this. And that's why, you remember the prophet when the prophet said, I'm the only one. And the Lord's like, oh, shut up. No, you're not. There's a thousand other that haven't. Now, the enemy would love nothing better than to get you secluded in isolation and think you're the only one. But look at the hands that are around here today. Now I want you to close your eyes. And I want to see the hands of those of you that right now, not only are you in a now what situation, but you need Jesus to intervene. Raise your hand. Like, you, you got to have him. He's got to show up. Okay, put your hand down. We're going to pray for you in just a moment. I want to, I want to start with those, though, right now that when I said a moment ago, if you don't know what to do, do what you know to do. I'm going to tell you what I know you need to do. You need a deeper relationship with Jesus. If you've never started one, you need to start one today. How do I do that? Confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart. That's just what, how it happens. And then he takes over. Maybe when I said a moment ago, you're not, you're not hearing him because you're not close to him. And you're like, oh man, that's me. And today you want to recommit your life to Jesus. So either for the first time, Or maybe as a rededication, if you want to make a fresh start with Jesus, we're not going to ask you to stand up. Just right where you are is a sign of belief and obedience. Just raise your hand up high. Say, I want to make a fresh start with you. Come on, really high. Hold it up. Hold it up high. Man, hands going up all over the room. Some first-time guests. That's awesome. So glad you're here. What a brave choice. That's a brave decision. All right, put your hand down. We're going to pray for you all in just a moment as well. Okay, I want everyone to stand. To all of our guests, thank you for being here. And I want to say again, we don't always end the service like this. But when we do, we do it right. I want those, and this is not a question, this is a command, okay? If, you're, if you raised your hand a moment ago and you said, I need God to intervene in my situation, I want you to step out and come up here. Come on, real fast, come quickly. Get up real close, sweetheart. What's your name? Jennifer. You've been here before, right? No, first time. I'm glad you're here. Who are you here with? These folks, you're in then. Come on. Y'all don't leave Jennifer alone. Come here. I want you in tight, like, so you can smell each other. Come in really tight. Let's go. Come on. Get close. I don't want them out there by that speaker. I want them to get in tight because if the band plays, it's going to hurt them. 
Let's bring another row in right here. Come on. How beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Now, here's what I want. I want our prayer team. Wayne, Eve, you're on this side. Uh, Wayne, you're over there. Um, who was I just thinking about? Yeah, you're there. There's Tracy. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rachel, mom and dad, right there. Will y'all come help us pray? Just come help us. Huh? Oh, there you are. Good. There's our prayer team. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for these folks because they're in need, okay? How many of y'all have ever been in need for Jesus to intervene and show up? So let's pray like we are. And we're going to pray and believe that Jesus shows up. I mean, shows up. And for some of you, he's going to show you what you need to stop doing in your life. For some of you, it's going to be this, what you need to start doing. But for some of you, he's just going to like, wow, here I am. Let's do this. So I want you to open yourself up to whatever the Lord wants to do in your life right now, okay? No holes barred, all right? I want you just to stretch your hands out over. Matter of fact, why don't y'all link arms? Because you need to be connected with these folks. Link up with them. There's my buddy. Come on, in Jesus' name. Lord, right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move on every situation and circumstance of these brave people that have walked forward right now. Some of them, God, are in, they're, they're in the throes of despair. They're walking through tough times. Some of them, God, have just had the greatest success. But Lord, they need you to show up and give them direction. I'm praying that you will do that right now in the name of Jesus. I speak against every spirit of fear by the blood, the word, and the name of Jesus. I speak against every spirit of unbelief and doubt and discouragement. You have no right here in Jesus' name. And I pray, God, that you would open the heavens and speak to them clearly. Light it up like a runway. Let there be no doubt that you're doing. Let them hear a voice behind them that says, this is the way. Walk in it. Come close to them, Lord Jesus. Speak to them clearly. Let them know you are near and that you want what's best for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak deliverance and freedom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Fresh life in Jesus' name. New joy in Jesus' name. Fresh grace in Jesus' name. Thank you for incredible opportunities in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, you receive that? Say amen. Now I want everyone in the room to raise your right hand up high. Come on, really high. Repeat after me. Some of y'all are about to pray this for the first time. I love it. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. Thank you that I get to live life with you. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life with you. In Jesus' name. Come on, shout amen today. Amen. Amen.